1: Exciting to be able to welcome everyone in. Near Big Brain is just playing DJ at the moment. Wait for a couple seconds and we'll get all started. There we go, sweet. So... Thank you, near Big Brain. How's it all going? How's everyone's day been? Awesome. It's
2: been good. Yeah, good, man. Awesome. Exciting.
1: Yeah, so thank you, everyone, for being able to jump on in uh, and join us for uh, one of our next spaces. Uh, th- this is a topic that we've wanted to talk about for a while, and I think a lot more prevalent with the recent rise of, of chatGBT and everything that's then being able to open up that can of worms for everyone to start jumping into and playing around with. Um, we wanted to bring bring together uh, some of the, the best minds in the space so that we could dive into this a little bit further uh, and to be able to uh, f- learn and grow with each other. So thank you everyone for coming along. Um, let me let us now introduce uh, our our lovely speakers. Uh, we have the pleasure of having a special guest join us today. Ilya, uh, co-founder of NIR, uh, has been able to jump on us with his heavy background in AI. It was perfect to be able to bring him into this conversation as we talk about the impact AI is going to have on Web3 um, in short term, long term, and got, got a few cool topics uh, to be able to go over. So... We'll we'll go around the room, introduce all of our speakers. So Ilya, if you wanted to just kick us off and then we'll head over to to Neguru, Jared, and on to our lovely people.
3: Hey, yeah, thanks for inviting me. I'm here uh, just for a brief moment, but uh, great to uh, pretty stay here. Uh, Yeah, I mean, my background is in AI. I've been actually working on AI since uh, since 2007, um, across Uh, various aspects of it and uh, ended up uh, working at Google Research on the Transformer paper, which is what is kind of basis technology for all of the current innovation, in, like language models, image synthesis, and many other so I, I think it's, you know, really cool to see how it advanced and uh, definitely there's a lot of applications with blockchain together to explore.
1: Yeah, and somebody who's been playing around with it as well recently, guru, uh, how you have your lovely AI evolution uh, of your Twitter page. You've been definitely playing around uh, with AI. And Twitter uh, if you want to introduce yourself.
2: Yeah, sure, man. So, <clears throat> I go by the pseudonym of Nirguru, as you know, with the AI at the end now. <laughs> but uh, basically, I use AI and no code. Uh, taught my content like creation game, but can inspire others to uh, step their content creation game up and also uh, kind of white AI into kind of productivity. So like kind of 10, 20, 100 times in like productivity so you can do more in shorter times, uh, which saves people a lot of times to then focus on the things they kind of love to do. No one likes to kind of do the mundane kind of stuff that we all kind of have to do in life with certain tasks and, and chores so yeah basically that's what i am known it's all about content creation and using ai and ai tools to kind of forward that and kind of yeah make cool content and save time
1: yeah uh, i think that's the really cool thing about ai is how it's going to be able to play into marketing uh, even from like there's something you can do from the developer side but even from that uh front facing side and so jared that's why we're excited to have, have you on with us as well uh, obviously being heavy into marketing and Doing amazing stuff with the Roll Layer One podcast and now recent, more recently Shard Dog. Uh, so that's a, a cool thing for everyone. Uh, we'll be releasing shortly uh, a link where you'll be able to claim your Shard Dog uh, near NFT collectible. So as you're kind of like po up for, for attending, it uh, gives you that, that, that registration so you can always remember uh, joining us. So, Jad, if you wanted to, to introduce yourself and tell us potentially a little bit about, about,
4: about Shard Dog. Uh, hey, how's it going? Um, yeah, you introduced me better than I ever could have, uh, so thank you for that. Um, yeah, co-host of a podcast with uh, Joe around the space ready layer one. We just love interviewing people and talking. And then Shard Dog, we're just really ramping it up, and I'm uh, Joe, and I are doing it, and it's kind of looking at it like a top of marketing funnel touch point for people to get digital collectibles that will start bringing them into the funnel that is Web three. So, two little taglines of it like you know, valuable to hold, worthless to flip. And also I'm trying to think of something that I might ask ChatGPT about, which is like the, the, the NFT you'd give to your family at Thanksgiving or at a holiday, right? Like, so there's no, it's like the, the safe way or the, the thing you would actually share with people who, aren't, who just want to try out Web3 and get some of the benefits without some of the more high-risk stuff. So, and today the things I'll add with all this, with uh, ChatGPT and, you know, other AI tools is how I leverage them in one, in the podcast and two, in sort of the marketing aspect of Shard Dog. So we'll get to that in the later. That's my.
1: Awesome, amazing, yeah. And stick around,
4: we'll be able to share that link
1: fairly shortly. Uh, just need to make sure that you come and join, listen to the space. And so let's then go over to a couple of our really cool builders, innovators that, that we're bringing in. Uh, so Open Y Z, if you wanted to, to introduce yourself. And tell us a little bit about how what you've been building because you've been doing some really cool things uh, with ai and so excited to bring you on hey
0: thanks thanks for having me here yeah i'm uh, one of the co-founders here at open xyz uh, we're a company called clutch labs building open xyz uh, i'm more on the technical side uh, i just a quick background myself uh, i used to work at uh, ML tools at us bank um, and then uh, got into startups and got into Web3 uh, during 2021, Build my uh, Web3 game called Wonder Game. We actually released a pre-alpha yesterday. Um, and then while building that game, we went a bit deeper into data uh, and how it could be used in um, the gaming world. Um, and me and my co-founder started OpenXYZ after that. Uh, a little bit on OpenXYZ, it Basically, is like a platform that allows brands to connect with uh, gaming studios to market their products uh, with loyalty programs um, and using in-game events data to do that, to create quests. Um, so brands can easily uh, market uh, without having to code. Studios can get revenue for just uh, you know connecting with brands, and then gamers can get free stuff for playing games. So that's uh, basically what we're building here.
1: Awesome. I, I think being able to, to tie gaming into to Web three is always going to be such a big part, and then spreading that out, engaging, allowing people to be included and see that progress uh, as they're progressing, and being able to build out these uh, different quests and and growing that. I think is is always a, a exciting endeavor. I think that there's so many applications of Web three gaming that that are yet to be to hitting on and uh, seeing how AI can be like even supercharging. Uh, game development in the future i think that's a whole rabbit hole uh, to be going into but uh, before we do that uh, let's introduce uh, our our final but not least speaker uh, coming from blue uh, blue whale ai Uh, introduce yourself John, and and tell us a little bit about blue ai
5: hey guys Uh, great to be here very excited to be invited among the pioneers in ai And so excited to, you know, see more people bringing AI to Web3. Um, So we have been focused, you know, I started in AI since 2020, um, primarily writing algorithms in the prediction space, um, predicting how consumer behavior will impact, like um, how AI will personalize and service you. And I think uh, over the last couple of years, we we made a big jump into the NFT space, um, helping uh, personalization uh, such as recommendations and search uh, to be more targeted uh, to uh, individual users' uh, behavior as well as preferences. And I think um, I'm just very excited to discuss today um, uh, what AI can do for the decentralized space. I think, you know, um, you know, compa- uh, compared to what ChatGPT has been doing in Web2, I think actually in Web3, AI is so much more powerful and has uh, so much more potential.
1: 100%. And yes, so... I think the way we always want to start then, open up the conversation, uh, I always like to, to give like a open question for, for any of the, uh, the panel. Uh, and then we, so we can really, really be diving in uh, to the topic. So, suppose just to start, I think the big thing that we see with AI is it's a new technology and we have to go through that adoption cycle, of people uh, using it and at different rates. So out of curiosity, uh, how often are you guys using AI using it daily, weekly, hourly, uh, and and like tell us a little bit about how you found it most useful in the current state of of Web3 and the market they're in at the moment. So that's an open question for anyone to jump in.
2: Okay, yeah, I can. I mean, I probably use it way too much. Uh, Like I say, I'm hooked onto AI tools. So usually I say, if I'm sat down in, I say, productive mood, uh, then I probably use it. Say if I'm sat down for five hours, I'll probably be using it <laughs> hourly. If I'm like, put up to be to get ideation creation, definitely use it on a day to day basis. Uh, I say definitely with being an active dad, full-time job, many passions and hobbies, uh, to kind of juggle. It helps me stay ahead. Definitely. like kind of in this fast paced, uh, world of web three. maybe not so much in the light speed pace that AI is progressing at the minute. <laughs> uh, hopefully there's an AI tool to keep up with AI. Uh, but yeah, just like Jared said, mentioned at start using AI tools uh, like chat GDP. So I use it kind of ideation, speeding up content creation, uh, marketing stuff, productivity. I kind of see AI like, uh, I don't know, I suppose like how Robin is to Batman. is like trusty AI is my trusty sidekick. Uh, so basically making my life easier and way more fun. Because uh, I always say AI is kind of here to help, it's not here to kind of replace uh replace anything anything you do so i suppose from a content creation idea uh you can get ideation for content you can probably get even templates and stuff but uh yeah i wouldn't say it's there to kind of replace you writing content or you replace you doing videos or replace you whatever niche you fit that ai into uh but yeah anyway long long story short i use it i use it daily
5: yeah same here i think you know ai and and every day, especially from an educational perspective, has um, it's, it's been helping me so much. Um, you know, uh, gathering the information took, us so, uh, took me so much time as I, I passed, you know, just searching on Google for hours for what I'm actually looking for and solving a problem that I'm having in front of me. And nowadays, it's just uh, finding the right question. And I think that's um, teaching us a lot of stuff. I think, um, you know, ChatGPT doesn't really answer the, uh, or give you the right answer if you don't um, address it the right way. And I think, like you know, uh, being able to uh, formulate the right question, um, going after the right problem, and then um, solving it lightning fast, I think um, that's something that's uh, been like, yeah, uh, definitely c- uh, keeping me occupied uh, daily.
0: Yeah, I I kind of use it for very similar use cases too, um, and just outside of ChatGPT too, um, like Alexa, or even like. Uh, uh, social media algorithms. I mean, those those are already embedded in our um, life. Um, and a really, uh, I would say, like a, a small tax thing that I use use it for is uh, a robot that cleans my house too. So that's also a pretty uh, cool one. But uh, more complex stuff, right? Uh, that ChatGPT does is very awesome uh, in terms of uh, making uh creative content uh even like co-pilot for coding is also really good that also assists uh, a lot in coding so those those side of things have been really helpful
1: for me in daily day life yeah and i i think the the big sort of theme that we all kind of like touching on that is it's it is here to help us and here to supercharge uh, what what we're doing and being able to be that support network which I think is so powerful and then uh, Jim as you were, you were saying uh, the way you then have to start rethinking the education behind it it's about being able to ask questions and ask the right questions and that trains a different part um, of like our brain thinking and, and processing different ideas and contextualising that into executionable next steps and so uh, Ilya, Jared, how, how are you guys uh, finding it as well and using it in your day-to-day lives at the moment?
3: Well, I can mention that probably everyone, all of us actually, are using this at not just uh, hourly but probably minutely, including right now. After the like we are, like as as we looking at, you know, our Twitter here. There's a machine learning algorithm that's running to prioritize weeds. Uh you know, there's uh, voice recognition running to record and stuff that way. and so generally speaking like the machine learning AI is like in every aspect already. Like, Google's been doing this for you know, for decade, putting pretty advanced algorithms inside think, um, um, inside the search. So I think the kind of obviously current advancements are Insanely powerful, and they allow to summarize kind of content very effectively. And as folks mentioned, like it's it's a very effective tool to do discovery, exploration, idea generation. And uh, I leverage that as well. Uh, and it's really powerful, as a coding assistant as well, uh, as we find it finding out. Uh, but I think, like generally speaking, this stuff is everywhere already, and like we should recognize it as well.
1: Yeah, the I suppose that's the big thing is that it's, it's actually you're gonna be doing it in minutes and you're gonna be doing it in seconds and it's just gonna be become like every, your every part of day life. It's I, I, I sometimes like the typical thing to imagine is like a Jarvis from the Marvel, but that getting that voice activation I think will then like help at like make it a little bit easier. No really luck like having to type to Jack EBT to create my marketing plan or to write my next batches of content or to create this new product. Me, I can just like speak it. It's like I have a meeting with the AI, but then in the they're so fast they're building it while we're still having the meeting. And so I I think it's gonna be interesting to see how and where what we're gonna be able to see the most value of AI in Web3 and for Web3 projects, and how can they take advantage of the enhancements that are going on there and where are the opportunities? So what 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 does everyone here think about uh, the role AI is playing in Web three, and which area it's going to be able to accelerate uh, the
4: most? I think um, a really good area. So, like Ilya just said, he just like Mike dropped it. So basically, there's like passive AI usage that we're all doing, and then there's this like sort of proactive, active AI leveraging, right? And I think with like a lot of like startup projects or projects that are bootstrapping or not having a ton of funds, it's like such an essential tool. So like well, just on this call, I like, you know, when you asked me what Shard Dog is, I was like, oh, I don't have like a good two sentence for it. Then I went on to GPT while we were talking and I literally went to the page and just wrote, hey, can you take from all this chat uh, an elevator pitch of this? Gave me an elevator pitch. It was a little bit extreme because sometimes it'll be like the ultimate, you know, like the greatest. Then I just have to go through and bring myself to it. Right. And be like, no, nah, I wouldn't talk that way. Like that feels shilly, That feels cheesy. But I mean, that's just like one like in. That would have been something that would have taken me half a day. I would have had to pour a cup of tea, get in the right mindset, watch some TikTok, simmer, you know, chill, and then, like, brainstorm some ideas. This – and, like, I wish I could say this was, like, not good. I mean, this is better than I could ever have written it. So I think this is where, like, projects that are nimble and starting up are going to be really good. Like, okay, you have a project. Start using this chat. GBT as your assistant. That's how I do it. It's almost like a a whiteboard that talks back to me. It's kind of a way to think about it. Like, I could just – pitch ideas off of it and it like shoots them back at me i say make this better sometimes so that's why i think it's going to be really interesting for projects on a marketing side and even like a content creation side and then also uh joe's not up here but i know he always had he's been talking about like we go back and forth and he uses it for coding just to do stuff and now it doesn't replace the knowledge like you have to bring your expertise to it but i wonder how long that's going to be till that's not essential (laughs) i don't know but right now there still needs to be that knowledge expert but I just don't know if in like three months from now it will have cloned me and it's like, yeah, it's got all my knowledge and now it's the expert. Oh, no, that's my two cents. But, yeah, that's, I use it a lot. and I think it will help smaller or all projects get off the ground quicker.
2: Yeah, 100%. I agree with Jared with it kind of being that personal personal assistant. And, yeah, like uh, I used to cap, can't wait until you've kind of got this Java-speaking type of AI to agree with. Uh, I think AI is like the secret source that kind of spot is going to be spiced up the whole kind of web free experience. It's just going to be make it a lot more easy accessible. Uh, obviously, I think I know Java's like stepped on a couple in earlier and a few others will probably mention it. But like with the web free size, uh, web free side of stuff, it's definitely going to enhance user experience. Uh, we know already it's kind of boosting security by kind of de- detecting vulnerabilities in the blockchain. Uh, it's I think you said this as Jared, it's automated tasks for like devs. So uh, I know we are playing, but when when uh, we met the dev, I think it was using Chat GP. someone put code into it and it immediately kind of put the, immediately brought out the fault that was in, in the code straight away, which is quite amazing. Obviously it's not replacing the dev's job, but it's kind of helping and saving. I don't know how much time that would have been for the, the developer to find that mistake in the code but it kind of just does it in lightning speed Uh, then i also think that kind of all of ai uh, have a big big, uh, effect on like kind of web free content creators or kind of the ones that utilize these tools because it's going to open like a crazy amount of possibilities which i think purse is going to kind of upgrade the space with more quality content now yeah i know there's going to be probably a lot of robotic copy pasta type crap uh because people will just be kind of going into it. They'll be if they're using GP three point five, or like I think Jared mentioned to it before. If if they're not, if they're not asking the right questions, or if the prompts are not trained, it's not you're not going to get the right answer. What you're going to get so there's going to be a lot of a lot, a lot of uh, I'd say rubbish content. And I think the difference, uh, definitely the web free, but in the AI space, is people start getting bored seeing the same sort of uh ai content people like boom that's ai content so you're going to need that human ele- element which is i think jared said again when he said uh he's getting like a mo- uh, marketing kind of tagline or something sometimes it could it, it does it like this is amazing blah 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 and it'll go a bit it's like well it's a bit too elevated bitch so you kind of do have to go and you have to edit it and you have to maybe put yourself put your own person uh, per- persona onto it uh so yeah, back with the chat GDP, I think uh, it's kind of creating the right prompts and it all comes massive from testing and trial and error. So I think once content creators and web free kind of test, 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 uh, learn from the mistakes, learn how they have to actually prompt, then just asking it that one question, there's like levels and basis to it, kind of setting the role of your, 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 chat, your chat your GDP so it knows and then if you kind of want it to talk it away, then it's setting the tone and then providing that context, which then will bring that bigger, better uh, content that you kind of want from it. And I think that's, at the end of the day, is what's going to bring more upgraded content into Web3. And I think it'll open... I know we're all going to pack the and the masses, and stuff. I think it'll be, make it a bit more easily accessible. Uh, but yeah, that's just my take on it.
5: Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think like what's even more exciting... Is to look at the next generation that is gonna actually grow up with AI, you know, from day one. And if you look at uh, some of the kids that are playing with like mobile phones or tablets, you know, the uh, the natural way they interact with it. Um, I'm I'm really you know, like I'm curious how how kids gonna be interacting with AI when they, you know, were born in, in this generation and kind of like asking the questions. And you know, kids go through an age where they allow, ask a lot, uh, the parents a lot, wise, and the parents, uh, you know get really, uh, tired of, uh, responding to that, that, um, you know, and then I would never get tired of it and would uh, keep educating them. And so I'm just, uh, you know, very, very excited about like what the future. Will... Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I think in terms of, uh, web three, yeah, definitely like Jared mentioned, it's, uh, for startup, like, like us too, uh, the production becomes much faster. Uh, you can fail faster iterate more products uh, really fast um and then um, also use github copilot to um you know in- improve your productivity in coding um and um just focus on you know showing the product to consumers so that you can get feedback and iterate faster um instead of just uh doing the laborer's tax um uh, and i think going a little bit more uh, on the gaming side of things uh i think uh, the assets development would be really cool um, it, when AIs can create a lot of gaming assets uh, that would basically decrease the complexity to build and time to build games. And a lot of people can get into game development. Um, they, they, they they would have to focus more on the game design uh, a, a side of things instead of, you know, how do I create this 3D asset? Who do I hire to do this? Um, and imagine if that is... Uh, Like, it's like, a what if you could do it like a YouTube video where anyone can start creating, you know, small games through their mobile, right? Um, And AI can really expedite that process. And even um, another thing would be, a crazy thing would be that I want to kind of touch upon um, uh, as a last note is, um, imagine like we're playing a metaverse game and we don't know if it's an AI or a human that's playing, right? Um, and that's that's even possible, I think.
1: And that would be the, the the ultimate sort of evolution of it is when it's indistinguishable for, from human. Uh, I, I I always sometimes think about uh, we'll we'll eventually get to the point where AI is able to develop consciousness and understand everything from that even deeper level. And so we're we're such in the early stages of what we'll be able to to do there. And I think along that journey, it's going to be all about how people are able to come together and innovate, build new tools, be able to help on board, educate, welcome people into the space and introduce them uh, with AI to make sure that everyone's able to effectively be using it efficiently, taking advantage of the opportunities that they have there and so you guys being in the space and building in the space yourselves uh, what tools and projects and different teams do, do you see currently really building out um, those next stages um, of different uh, applications that people are able to then connect with AI to be able to bring people together and growing out that side who, who have you seen just like if you've got everything cool drops in a little bit of alpha
2: Uh, I can join in, I mean, I haven't seen loads, I mean, there's probably more people on here connected than those, but uh, I love kind of love what Scenario, uh, I think Scenario.com, kind of doing with the kind of in-game assets, and you can create them in mid-journey, but I just love the kind of in-game asset creation that uh, Scenario are doing, and if you check out Wham, they've kind of got, they're doing an AI, I think they've got kind of a gener- generative AI within their within the games or within the app, where it's kind of encouraging users to create their own games as such. I think they're quite very basic AI games, but I don't know if anyone's seen the tweet I did where I used uh, G- ChatGPT to kind of make a uh, browser-based game, just using ChatGPT, no code, uh, no coding experience for myself. So I think it's kind of, it's some game companies are going to go the no-code route for people to be able to create their own little mini games inside a game using kind of AI without zero kind of, uh, coding experience. Then I also think kind of a significant impact AI will have within Web3. And this is going to, again, looking at it from a content creation kind of aspect and marketing. Cause that's kind of, that's my, that's what I know really, is it's going to empower kind of like the little guys, uh, through AI-powered ideation content creation tools to kind of comp- start to compete. And this is even like smaller teams and smaller projects so start to start. Co- I want to I mean not start to compete as such, but start to be able to create g- great content that like these bigger uh, influencers or bigger brands have been created Because you've kind of got this AI tool that I think a lot of people have no- uh, mentioned already that can create <laughs> kind of create copy, it can create tweets, it can create threads, it can create kind of videos. Uh, and I've seen that weird, I don't know if everyone's seen that weird Will Smith kind of video where he's eating pasta and it does it look a mess. But if you've seen that video, it kind of went viral because it was just kind of crazy. Uh, but yeah, it's going to empower the 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 big the small people to then be able to create content and then maybe build up their own personal brand within kind of web free and the get known. And again, it rolls back to that uh, consistent, upgraded, better content that we're going to start to see more with the help of AI.
3: Yeah, I would double down on that, that kind of, where there's an interesting mix of blockchain and this content creation comes in is where kind of this ownership component and also open source components intersect. Because I think the really huge benefit is that we have this open source, open services platform that blockchains provide, that you can build on top, you can remix, and with uh, things like ChatGPT, Copilot, people who don't really know how to code and can now build kind of new experiences on top of that uh, pretty easily, right, by just describing what they want. And it can rely on this uh, smart contracts and decentralized services to really kind of loop in, right. Uh, In a way, it's similar to what happened back when Facebook had an open platform and you could build on it. Uh, but obviously now it's, it opens up to a w- much wider audience and creators kind of becoming supercharged because they not just can create kind of content and IT, but actually can create experiences around them that's pretty unique and kind of engaging in unique ways, which, you know, before they would need to hire a developer team and, you know, create a whole marketing platform and backend and ownership and modernization platform to just get kind of the same as it. And I think that's, where this intersection is really powerful and kind of going to self-reinforce to bring more people building, uh, leveraging blockchain technology and uh, AI because it's just way easier to monetize and create new uh, kind of experience.
5: And to add on to that, I think, you know, um, if we are able to create AI that is much more decentralized and uh, focus on the fact that um, the data that's been contributed, um, where the AI is really focusing on servicing the individuals um, that are uh, providing the information, uh, not so much uh, the organization, um, I actually believe there's so much more good to do uh, around it than um, what I see in Web2. Like, you know, in Web2, most of the organizations have an agenda, and most of them are you know, uh, uh, thinking about, like, how do I profit from, from the data that uh, people are submitting? But I think, you know, with uh, with blockchain, we have the uh, opportunity to build an AI that will feed from, like, uh, an ecosystem, from a community, and um, its own purpose, like, the only purpose will be to contribute back uh, value to uh, the people in the uh, community. And I think that's uh, that's a much broader vision uh, for what ai could become then um if you look at you know some of the organizations that are heavily funded and um, do have like you know a kind of like a, a big goal of generating profit of the information that that everybody submits
0: yeah that's a that's a really interesting um topic and i, I i'm really for that too because um that's like the intersection exactly where Uh, blockchains add value right the ownership layer Um, so that basically makes you know uh, people who are um, connected uh, in the ecosystem the community members uh, add value to the system um, and now have that ownership right the voting right Um, and that that's basically what uh, web3 is about intersection of now content creation becomes easier um ecosystems can build more faster uh but then now who's adding value is actually the community members adding value
4: this is actually one of my favorite like sort of topics to talk about in this space because like web 2 is so much about like mining human data and arbitraging human time that's how they make so much money they 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 profit on that delta right? That that arbitrage, whatever you want to say. But so web three, now you've got like self, you know, digital ownership and we like the, the users have the the value, but here's what I wonder with the uh, accessibility of all these AI tools. Like right now we're the front of the wave people. Look at us. We're in web three building. We're like, we're like beyond early adopters. What happens when this goes to the top 10% of hard workers? And now there's a hundred X amount of content when it becomes like, what does that do to the whole space, the value of good content? And my thing that I sort of think it'll pivot to is that it'll be that much more important for like the singular brand. So every project in the future will be a brand, whether they want to be or not, right? Like you can do something great, but if 50 people, if doing something great can now be done by AI, what is the next value and differentiator? And I think that's where like building a brand, like building, reputation and and all those sort of aspects really will start to matter a lot more and so people now like i think right now is like the time to start you know creating your brand creating your following creating your your credibility because this the the uh, the accessibility to create great stuff is going to become lower i don't know what does everybody think about that i mean that's sort of
5: I agree with that. And I think, you know, like if, if you uh, look at it from an incentive structure as well, like, you know, um, I, I believe, you know, in a decentralized AI um, should um, give the right incentive structure to um, provide people um, the, the opportunity to, to, to be a part of it. And I think, you know, as you said, you know, like the Web2 companies are uh, monetizing on, on the data that's been submitted and they're charging you on top of that. I actually think like, you know, AI should be, uh, pro, you know, helping you create a brand and uh, reward you with tokens for, for actually <laughs> providing the information that, that will help you create that brand. Um, I, I do believe that uh, creating an ecosystem that uh, benefits not just, um, you know, one way, but two way um, uh, will, will probably gener- build and, and create the best AI in the future. And uh, that's what I'm um, a big believer in betting on.
4: Totally. And I didn't say I think they're arbitraging and strip mining and basically uh, stealing the value of all the users. I'm much more extreme. I know in the Web2 world, it's much more of a positive. But I think it's actually pretty. like we'll look back in a decade and be like, can you believe everybody just gave all their data up for free? You know, like that younger generation we were talking about earlier, the kids on their phones are gonna be like, wait, wait, wait. You didn't get any value. You were valued at like X percent per user, and you got none of that. And then just some billionaires got it. So like, two hundred billionaires were created, and you guys just got nothing. But addictions. Like, I think I think we'll look back on that. That is. Thank you for coming to my TED talk, everyone. I'm sorry for the rant.
0: <laughs> no, no, this, this is this is awesome um, because. Um uh, I, I think and there has to be a layer, uh, and that's what um, we at OpenXWizzee are trying to um, go deeper into too, uh, a layer where it's a data economy, right? Um, how, how do you uh, make it so that you can basically monetize data, but not for just the centralized entity, but then in a decentralized way? Um, there, there are a couple infrastructure layers trying to solve this, uh, but we become more from like a, a consumer um, and uh, enterprise level. But I, I think this will also be like a topic that um, a lot of focus will go into in coming years now, now that AI is supercharging really fast and, and, and it's going to supercharge even faster, it, the, the model just gets uh, smarter and smarter, um, like every single seconds.
1: Yes, it, it it's gonna be pretty powerful, and I think when when we do start looking at like that really far away, like like you were doing there, Jared, and then like the, the generation beforehand, you're like, oh my god, how did you not know this? So like that talks about so much how like we still know nothing, and we're always still learning, and a big part of going for the space is the education kind of behind it. I suppose just for for everyone listening. Well, from what you guys have done in your research, what, what have you found to be the best place to go and learn about AI and all its applications or to learn how to use an AI tool like ChatGPT B, B, a bit more um, efficient and to ma- make sure that they're maximizing that? Do you guys have any places that you'd recommend?
2: Uh, I would say Twitter. TikTok, embarrassingly enough. Uh, and then, yeah, YouTube. But yeah, I get most of my, uh, most of my stuff of TikTok. If you start following, the good thing about algorithms, if you start following a set of niched, niched people, so if you start following a bunch of high, I suppose, high-value uh, AI accounts, it starts it starts filling your feed up with it. So yeah, I've got a lot of inspirations from, from, uh, from Twitter. And then there's Riley Brown on, uh, he's on Twitter, but he's, he's he's kind of one of the main, I don't know, I'll call him like AI influencers or such. Uh, he's got a TikTok and he kind of does more of the, he's you know, chat, chat, chat GDP, but he tests more kind of the, the video, the video sign and stuff. And he's, he's he's a pretty good content creator as well. And yeah, and then it's just kind of trial and error. So you kind of learn from just testing and that's kind of what I've got out of. Uh, I'll say chat GDP. And then also, uh, I I mainly started in kind of more the text image based AI stuff. So uh, mid journey, Leonardo AI. So again, from trial and error, it's, it's, I, I think I've learned more from that. And then, yeah, just follow, follow inspiring accounts, follow people who, uh, who you like the content and you can resonate with and you know you're learning from. I think that's the big value with social media is to lean on the people that you kind of trust and value and you know you're getting value from.
0: Yeah, I, I would say uh, for me, um, definitely just Chat gpt itself, um, just to uh, you know, ask some questions. Yeah. Uh, Another one that's really good uh, for a little bit like on on deeper research on what's like a cutting edge research that's happening. There's this YouTube channel called Two Minute Papers. um, And then this uh, YouTuber basically summarizes um, a lot of AI papers in just uh, like short period of time. And it's very nice uh, uh, videos explaining the application side of things. so So it's not just boring on, the math side the deep math side so uh that that really uh, helps us understand things really uh, uh faster too so i think that would be a good one uh the other thing is yeah just twitter um i also just like follow stuff on twitter um but in terms of uh going deeper into uh some research itself uh like uh, just google search too um, th- those are the things that I
5: usually use. I think for me, like um, you know, on a daily basis, how I educate myself is uh, to um, you know uh, uh, meet the right people. I-, I I always used to say like knowledge is saved in uh, people's brains, and um, the the way to actually extract it is uh, through uh, a dialogue where you ask the right questions and uh, get the right information back and i think um i, I layer that on top of uh, the conversations i have with chat gpt where i ask them like you know um, uh, what kind of weights are you having per layer uh, that that you are using to to answer some of the questions i'm asking you and i think um you know like combining like multiple channels like from you know, uh, purely uh, visual or auditorial uh, or even like in newsletters, um, I think I try to, you know, kind of like stimulate my brain from, from different angles. And I think that's, uh, that's the best way I learn. I know everybody kind of like has their own, uh, you know, channel that, that teaches them the fastest, but um, I, I just found it to be most helpful to, you know, like to stimulate as many channels as possible and, and then being able to surround yourself with the right people.
4: Yeah, that that's I agree with everything that's been said, but it's kind of like so Ilya basically said AI hey, is working in the background. So, and then you combine that with near guru's answer, and you kind of have it like if you start looking at this stuff on Twitter, TikTok, suddenly, I, like that's how it happened to me. I got Chat GPT back right when it launched, and I realized, oh, this makes my job easier. Anything that makes my work easier, I'm going to use and keep using. So now I just have it open all the time. Then TikTok sent me things and like Cap the other day, you sent me fireflies and I was like, oh my gosh, like there's another thing that I now have. And you know, you just slowly start picking it up. And like, I think to me, it's just, like I, I posted a tweet day. it's like, you can tell there's like two types of people, people who haven't used AI a lot and people who are like, think they know what AI is and haven't used it. Because the second you actually start using it, it just sucks you right in. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is, this makes my job so much easier. Like uh, a story, Joe and I were talking, uh, Joe, he's the other a regular one in Dog. He's a, he's a hardcore dev and he's, he's like, I always been a three to five X dev. Now he's a 10 X dev, right? Like, cause now it just like amplified his level of ability. And that's how I look at it too. Like what I can get done in what used to take me a day to do. I can get done in like 30 minutes to an hour. Now that alone, I was like, all right, done. Like <laughs> chat GPT pro, G- chat GPT pro done fireflies buy it like real quick just my last little wrap up on this bit so cap after this um, spaces you just get firefly you upload the audio it'll break down the whole transcript pull out quotes pull out clips voila like that used to have to listen to it and be like that's a good clip that someone said click no now it's like fireflies can do it so <laughs> there that, that's how I, people share fireflies is a dope one
1: Yeah, and I think that's going to be a really cool thing of it is that word of mouth growth and and these tools kind of like carving out their their lane. Like I think a lot of stuff with AI is you can benefit from having some monopolies and some people who are like, they're just very good at this one part and they're absolutely nailed down. But then how can one AI do all of those different things? So as it starts to expand out, that will be, we're starting to get those super AIs, like you have like super apps. Uh, but yeah, like the, you've, got, you've got some really cool ones, uh, like for Firefox been using. I don't find it always gives the, the summary the amazing thing. So there's still things for it to improve on. But so, like ChatGPT, will do a better summary. if put a tr- uh, tr- transcript for it. But it will be the sort of thing that's like, oh, when things integrate and learn from each other, that would always be really cool. But yeah, I think what's a uh, thing we always like to be doing um, I right, so just thank you to Ilya and Nigger for being able to jump on. We got, got a quick DM from them uh, saying that they had to uh, jump on but they loved being on and having the conversation. And so thank you to, to those guys. And at this stage, we like to be able to allow the audience to come up and join the conversation, ask questions to the panel. And so we've got a couple lovely speakers ready. Uh, DJ Dance Club, you were uh, first. So if you wanted to, to come up, uh, take the stage, ask a question to a panel, or jump into the combo.
5: Yeah.
1: DJ and Dutters, take it away,
6: if you can speak. Hey, hey, yeah. how are you guys doing? Doing
1: great, doing great. Thank you for jumping on.
6: Oh man, I had to, I had to. I saw it pop up on my feed that you guys were hosting this. And, um, yeah, we're actually building music AI, so I thought, yeah, I've got to jump in on this and, yeah, just kind of join in on the conversation and see see what you guys think about the music AI space as well. If you have any questions, I can maybe chip in and answer some.
1: Yeah, I think music's going to be a big part for for Web3 because you can see how it naturally benefits the artist. Instead of having to go to a record label, they can go through a decentralized solution. And all of their early supporters can get a piece of the, the greatness that they're able to build. And they then immediately establish a, a group of advocates to promote them who also have a piece of the pie. So I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see AI come into it. And so social's the top line question on that was be, where do you see it at that most impact? How is AI adding to the music industry?
6: Yeah, I mean- I'm actually pretty,
5: I'll oh, go ahead.
6: No, no, feel free to jump in, I'll, I'll chip in after. Oh, I, I'm very bullish on it.
5: Um, in the beginning I thought AI is just gonna automate stuff and it's gonna replace stuff that is uh, very repetitive. But uh, in the last couple of years, I've noticed like how, how creative it can be. Um, looking at some of the NFTs and art that has been created um, I actually believe like a lot of this uh, music that has been created, like especially some of the most addictive pop songs are, um, you know, pattern driven. And so if it's pattern driven to a certain degree and mixed with tunes that uh, that repeats itself to to be kind of like um, attractive, but also addictive, um, I think AI can create just as good music as, as um, you know, individual artists do. And so um, I wouldn't be surprised if one day, you know, like a single AI creates um, pop songs that, you know, just being played on the radio every day.
6: Yeah, so it's quite interesting. There there are kind of different paths, like with any AI that it can take. I think, yeah, you're you're 100% right about, you know, any, call it, you know, conveyor belt music where, you know, it's a standard pop formula. It's got a standard kind of chord progression, standard sound it'd be very easy for AI to just kind of replace the humans doing that. Um, the way that I'm kind of trying to build in this space is to use AI as a creator tool. So to actually enable the next generation of creators. So the best example I can think of is, you know, like a, an evolution in music tech. So for example, we had analog studios, which are like, you know, big complex studios wires everywhere guys in white coats you know actual like technicians who were involved in creating a track and then we had the invention of digital studios and look at the genres that were born from digital studios we had dance music hip hop music samplers and all these things that came from the evolution of tech so you know in in some ways the way sampling was an element of that you know you're taking something that already exists and a formula, and then you're able to recreate with it. And I think AI basically can be the next big evolution in music tech. And what it will do is empower people who may be, you know, disenfranchised at the moment. It may be people who don't play instruments or don't have access to instruments and the time it takes to become proficient on an instrument. All of those things can then become easier and you unlock creativity within people that didn't even know they were creative and I think that's where it gets very very interesting is you don't know what's hiding inside of somebody until you can kind of give them a platform to express that so I'm really looking at AA from the sorry AA AI from the ethos of um, just enabling the next the next generation of of creators and what better place to do it than web3 that that's kind of my initial kind of take on it
5: Yeah, I can totally see that. I, I think, you know, like uh, the amount of equipment and the amount of uh, capital and resources uh, people need to to create stuff um, is still uh, quite high, you know, and I think, um, you know, AI can be a great enabler for, for a lot of uh, people to, to be able to, you know, excel in areas that uh, they didn't even know they were good at, right? Um, that's uh, literally what you're saying. Um, I, I also think that, you know, like what I've seen uh, similar tools out there for, for video creation, right? Um, right yeah. now, uh, some of the blockbuster movies are shot with like hundreds of millions of dollars. And, um, you know, I, I could totally imagine that to be also uh, with creative tools like what you are building for music, but also on the video creation side of things um, that, that can be uh, done, you know, with uh, one or two people. And um, in the future, uh, with with an AI assistant, that that most that of the work.
6: Yeah, absolutely. And something that I'm also really bullish on is music AI in gaming, just creating an experience for your own game, where, you know, the music AI can actually become part of that experience because, essentially, it's it's easy to use. So you can you can use it within your your gaming infrastructure. So the user. Actually, has control over what they hear, so creating their own experience—that's another area that I'm, I'm very, very bullish on with with music AI, which is, you know, a totally different use case from conveyor belt like pop music. It's actually enabling an experience. Yeah, I think
1: that's a really cool thing and something we tried to do in um, um, our RPG that we had uh, on. Back. It, I suppose it's it's still, been, it's still been going strong, but when we were in like full development mode, one of the things that we were introduced was our quests and the quests, we wanted to be able to add like that full music layer to it. And then it is exactly as you just described there because you're able to, I, well, the way we set up was decision-making. So like you, if you chose to go left, you went on this different path, if you chose to go right, you went on this different path. And we wanted to sync up the, the music so that as the user made the decisions, if they started more making right decisions, then like correct decisions, then the music will get more joyful. But if they started making lots of wrong decisions, then the music will get more dire and dark. And like the only way you could properly do that across all these different sort of quest trees is through AI, because it allows that scalability. And so the way you, you talk about bringing it into gaming, I think that there is, or I'm also bullish on that, because there's a lot of cool elements they are able to add into that and unlock game designers creativity even further.
6: Yeah, most definitely. And just to tie it into the conversation that you guys are having about where this, where this kind of fits within web three is the music that is used to create that experience could be in game items of their own. They could be NFTs. So you could drag those musical elements that you own, that you like to create your experience with. So I think that's where things get really, really interesting. And that's actually an area that, you know, I'm kind of specifically trying to work in is with these tools is to actually create NFTs that are usable in other, in other protocols. So rather than, you know, just complete tracks, which are kind of like standalone pieces of music, you could have elements of tracks and let's say you own 10 or 15 or 20 elements of tracks if a game was able to effectively integrate the generative music kind of software, I could bring my own elements in and then they could create the, the kind of soundscape of the, of the track, sorry, of the, of the game. Oh, can you guys hear me? Hello. Hello. No, I've got bad internet today. Yep. Okay.
1: Yeah, well, you're you, you're right. You, you're being able to tie everything into that is it, is going to be a really awesome thing, and because we're so early, it's going to be exciting to see all we'll be developing out. We also have a, a dev boss who's been able to to join us, waiting patiently. Yeah, uh, dev boss, if you wanted to jump on in and I'll ask your question to the panel or uh, enhance some conversation, take the stage.
7: Hello, guys. How are you? I've been listening to the conversation so far, and it's been uh, fantastic, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I just started reflecting on the idea of uh, the vision of Arthur C. Clarke, you know, in the 1960s when he came out with the v- visionary, you know, like a prophecy where he said the present day electronic brains are like complete morons, but this might be, uh, you know, not be true in another generation when they will eventually start to think and they will completely, uh, you know, outthink their makers. So we are in 2023 and we are talking about AI and the possibilities, the proliferation of AI in the daily lives, you know, like uh, Web3 as well as Uh, you know, in the normal domain of life where uh, AI could help us to enhance the quality of life and the kind of opportunities that come up, like we were discussing about content creation, we were discussing about, uh, you know, music NFTs and the potentiality of, you know, using AI to generate uh, visual content as well. So I think it's going like multifarious ways you can just develop, uh, you know, like take help of AI tools and, you know, help uh, enhance the current level of Uh, products that we have. So there's two more things that came to my mind, which I wanted to, you know, discuss from the beginning of this conversation. When was, I was listening to Ilya as well, when he was there in the beginning, is, uh, you know, uh, a lot of Web3 apps actually have very shitty UI, to be honest, and the UX, because the people don't usually get a good experience. The normies that come from, you know, like Web2N, where they have like really good user experience, and I'm pretty sure they have like large budgets to handle that kind of you know ux for the user but people have a habit of you know expecting that kind of service from uh, web3 uh, dapps so my point is uh, you know in ai we have this p- possibility to you know the algorithms we have we have the capacity to capture the natural language you know do the natural language processing and uh, sort of uh, with the help of these algorithms try to you know, deliver much better uh, sort of uh, you know, uh, experience to the user because we have these AI-based recommendations engines which can possibly uh, you know, analyze a large sort of data and create the predictive models at an individual level. This is the one thing. And the other thing is uh, which I wanted to share and maybe uh, ask some inputs because I'm like a complete noob in this space, but I'm just learning the things, the potentialities of AI is uh, how AI can you know help to uh, reduce the vulnerabilities that we get in blockchains because there's a lot of civil attacks and you know 51% attack all these things that we face uh, and we fear uh, most of the time because so much money uh, so much TVL is locked in all these protocols. So how about uh, you know AI? Uh, we take help of AI and try to find ways to add an, another layer of security on top of that. So that's actually my question. Like, uh, uh, do you guys ca- can share something more about that? I'm keen to know about it.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, on the security side, um, I, th- I think a lot of teams are already using uh, uh, machine learning, uh, which is basically an a the 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 type of AI that we're using right now. And specifically for right now, uh, ChatGPT is using something called uh, deep learning, using neural nets. So machine learning is. Uh, like a subsection uh, uh, or deep learning is part of machine learning. So it's basically using data to learn and predict um, and to be able to come up with an outcome um, that is much better uh, that you can predict uh, uh, with with the model itself, right? Um, Like, for example, even the Twitter feed right now is a model that predicts and gives us the uh, outcome that it thinks that we should be looking at uh, for, for the tweets that we see. Um, so in terms of security side of things too, a lot of um, security uh, app companies out there uh, do use machine learning um, and they have been using it for a while. Um, so it's just uh, right now, I would say with the advancement of AI and the more focus uh, in it, I think more and more uh, types of model will be used um, to to. To basically help that even more, so it has been done, um, but it's it's just going to get better and better. Um, and I think in terms of uh, user experience, uh, I, I see uh, I see that the development side, because right now I I connect with tons of uh, UX friends that I have. Uh, that have worked uh, in various web2 apps and it's hard for them to understand web three and then trying to you know understand the tech side of it what's a wallet how do you uh, make a easy onboarding flow what are the different services out there that you can use so it's like all mixed up with development UX uh, product because um, it's such a very early stage so I would say uh, on the UI side of things where they can you know create different buttons and stuff. Now that side of things becomes super easy for them with AI, right? Um, Because there's some tools out there um, uh, tools that they use like Figma um, that allows them to use AI to easily create um, a web application that they can just type and then it gives them a format. So with that uh, productivity I think it will give them more time to look into a deeper side of AI, talk with devs, talk with uh, not AI, sorry, Web three. Talk with devs, talk with product uh, teams to understand the deeper side of Web three, and then I think that'll basically help the UX side. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's that's what that's my take on those two. Awesome!
1: All right, very cool. And then are there anyone else from the audience who wants to come up and ask a question to the panel, jump into the space? All right, very cool. So now let's then move on to the very cool part of the space and let's get everyone their Shard Dog NFT. So I'm going to put into... The description of the space, uh, the link. All you'll need to do uh, is head on over to the website page, connect up your Near Wallet, and then you'll be sent your lovely short dog. So open and... it to. Yeah, don't.
4: Okay, cap. I was going to go, jump go. in. If you don't have a Near Wallet, not a problem. It will make one for you, and you don't need any Near anything. And you get a, you can get a Near Wallet without any cost to yourself. You know what I mean? So that's like the other thing. So. Just want to add that point. You don't have to have a near wallet. And I think that that's what makes it
1: so powerful. <laughs> so <laughs> let me. I'll pin it to the space and say, so everyone there, you can see that link. And so after the after the spaces, I now you can quickly jump on, and go and grab it, and then we'll clo. We'll, I'll delete it uh, in probably an hour. Uh, so then that way, I'll make sure that everyone who, who got one well was the people um, who who were here and who listened awesome so were there any other um, major major things that we the speakers um, that we we hadn't quite touched on uh, that you wanted to dive into
4: the downfall of human work just kidding (laughs) that's for another another space (laughs)
1: It is going to be interesting to see how much either creativity unlocks um, because as we've been saying, AI is incredibly creative and so that's definitely going to be able to take some market share and so it'll be be interesting to see what our relationship is uh, with AI AI and and how it'll be used on a a daily basis. But awesome. Um, Thank you for uh, everyone being able to, to jump on in. Uh, we do usually like to keep these uh, around now. I think we've had some great conversations uh, here today. Remember to go grab uh, your Shardog um, and get the very first OG collectible um, that we've done. Uh, we'll be looking at doing these for each different spaces so you can collect them. And who knows what you'll be able to get if you collect them all. Um, well, the Boo Monsters, we're doing some really cool things, playing around with how we're able to build out that point economy with our Boo Bot and building different rewards into that. So this is one of the, the first steps uh, towards that. So if anyone was interested, you can always jump over to, to the Boom Monsters Discord, uh, discord.gg slash and monsters, join and join our web-free venture. Uh, we like bring, bringing together these spaces so that we can allow some of the best people Uh, in the space to talk about these important topics and for us to allow and create the opportunity for the community to come and join us as we talk about it. So before we close off, uh, any of the speakers, uh, was there anything else you wanted to share or mention and where's the best uh, best place for people to find you?
0: Hey, um, awesome. Thanks for uh, having us here um yeah for for us uh the best place would be uh discord i'm pretty active on you know just chatting on discord and stuff so if you guys ever want to talk about something um on web 3 ai uh what we're building here at open xyz or just anything uh in the space uh yeah feel free to just reach out and uh happy to make friends in the space
5: Same here. I think uh, you guys can reach me most of the time on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. I like to share a lot of information about Web3 combined with AI. I think um, the next wave of startups, what I've seen is uh, is definitely going to be including AI into their Web3 approach. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we are we are at Blue Whale AI, um, focusing on uh, driving more predictive analytics and intelligence behind um uh, give uh, recommending and sending you the right NFTs uh, so that you make profits of your NFT trades. So um, check us out and um, excited uh, to to hear from each of you.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today. I hope you all have an amazing rest of your evening and big brain if you wanted to close us off.